0: Following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com
2: and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about
1: them, Cowboys. Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live. live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters
2: at the Star in Frisco. Hit on Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the
1: touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Standback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Beam me up. Well, look who they lit kicking the door today! for talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game. They changed it up on this man. The official chip and dip, and no? it, yes, yeah, oh. yeah, they changed they didn't it. like that. I, I don't know, man. This is a new read, so you know, I'm, I, I happen to know the lady that gives the reads, so she made sure of that you do. I happen <laughs> to know her Make a little
2: relationship with her. Huh? What's your relationship with this young lady? Very good. Oh, oh excuse me. She was a
1: very white boy <laughs> Very
2: good. Very good. <laughs> but I
1: am joined by the pride of Garfield High School, mm. Mr. Isaiah Standback. And you know what? I have a problem with Plano Senior High School. Ooh. Why? Because they need to have you as their most notable alumnus. Mm. All right? Rob P. Island. And that's what it needs to read. Rob P. Island. <laughs> My man Rob P. is in the building. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? I'm good. I can't compete with Rex Burkhead, but I appreciate it. Oh. I appreciate it. I've, I mean, I, you guys have gone to, to school with some notable celebrities. And all this time that I've known you, mm-hmm. which is, what, about a, a year, a year and, and a half, half now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I would have would have told me if I was you, I, that, hey, uh, my high school, Quincy Jones is mm-hmm. a notable alumnus, yeah. and uh, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, yeah. Jimmy? yeah, I mean— I think that's something for the people Mackle- to know. Yeah,
2: Mackle- come dog. Jimmy went to your high school. <laughs> Freaking Jimmy, man. Whoa, dude. I mean, come on. Ain't that, isn't that amazing? Yes. Vincent Jones, Jimmy. Uh, yeah. What's uh, a Mackle- Mackle- uh, Macklemore? Um, Macklemore? Macklemore. Macklemore. He was we, actually we were like in the same grade. I think he was a year ahead of me, maybe.
1: What Brandon Roy? I mean, come on, man. These guys got some celebrities that go with this school.
2: Nate they Robinson? had a hell of a Me Nate club. Robinson, myself, Nate Robinson, <laughs> and Aaron Brooks. He used to be the point guard for Houston Rockets. We were all on the same relay team when we were eight years old. We set a record down at University of Oregon. That's a squad. Oh, yeah. We were riding, baby. That's a fast. Garfield's fast. You listening to be in Ohio? You listening? Yeah, he doesn't want those problems. Danny? I mean, I've been fast since I came out the womb.
1: Okay. He's so Ohio. that's that's you know that's how we get it done. That's how we go get it done today. So, you know, Kyle Yeomans, our our our, our guy. Mm, he left us.
2: He left us Fierce today.
1: leader left yeah, us. Well, I mean, he has he has bigger fish to fry today. Oh, is that what it is? Know? some leadership, you know. Sometimes, you know, I don't even know why
2: the, he left, but I just know he left us.
1: The the phone rings and Kyle had to answer it, but he will be back on Monday. So, I'm here today. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to rock out today, guys. So do not finish that line. do Thank you. that. I, knew, Thank I you. knew that was coming. So yeah. you, know it just might, you know how my Brian wakes I know.
0: Yeah, quick.
1: I, I know. And I was going to cut you off. Gonna, <laughs> Thank you for the cutting button. me off. There's a button right here. PG show. PG show. I was going <laughs> to hit the button for you. But, P, what's in the news, P? We're going to start with you. We want to know what's going on. There's been a kicking competition. You need to tell us about who mm. our new kicker's going to be, man. Liram
0: Hiralahu. Oh, I remember him. Twice. Twice, signed him at the end of training camp, yeah. signed him for week two, right? After Greg Zerline missed two field goals and an extra point against the Bucks, mm. And then Zerline righted things, and then they released Haier-Lahu. And now we'll see what happens with Greg Zerline. I think based on history here this season with guys that have dealt with COVID, it's highly unlikely that he'll play. And they've got Haier-Lahu on the practice squad, like you said, Heck, after a competition with one Brett Maher. Okay. Cowboys' former kicker for a
1: year and a half. So my question is: uh-huh. Harulahu has no NFL experience, and he was he beat out Maher, who has plenty of NFL experience. How did that? I mean, was it even close? Or what, what? did Maher do, or heard, not do? I heard both guys kicked well. They kicked through the goalposts. They did over <laughs> <Okay>. the mountains,
0: <laughs> over the mountains. But you know, I think. <laughs> There's more history lately with the new special teams coordinator, John Fossil, than there was in 2018-19 when Maher was here. And Maher made some kicks for this team, had a game winner against one team called the Atlanta Falcons Mm, a couple years ago. But obviously his time here did not end well. And look, when they signed Maher in 2018, it was kind of a similar situation. CFL guy played a lot of football, just not in the NFL. And that's kind of Hyrule Lahu's story, too. So... Obviously, they have confidence in him to have signed him now for a third time, and I think the odds are pretty good that he'll be activated this weekend.
2: But it sucks. It sucks simply because of the fact that now, you know, it's not like any other position where you can just say, hey, somebody else just come in, this guy would be out this week, possibly. Uh, now, because it's your kicker, somebody most likely is going to have to be let go. Yes, that's the sucky situation about this. Somebody on your roster is going to have to get let go. So now you're going down and saying, unless well, you, I'm wrong,
0: you do a straight elevation this time. You, you can just because ah. he's practice squad. So oh, that,
2: I keep forgetting the rules change. Yeah,
0: so it's it's a great rule. I Ooh. mean, especially with COVID. I mean, this is a okay. This is that situation where. A guy is most likely going on COVID. <laughs> he is on COVID reserve, Zerline, and you can just Elevated elevate Hyrule Nice. Okay. It's on the only Saturday.
2: positive thing to come out of COVID yes. is the way that you the can only... elevate players. Because, <laughs> because, because the only in, in the past, you would have to let one of your 53 go, or now 55, whatever it is, okay, and let one of your guys go and hope that he clears waivers so that you can get him back. Yeah. But and now you don't have to. Yeah, so it's right. a good rule.
1: Now he's also going to be handling kickoff duties as well. Yeah. Now Haralahu is going to have to boot that thing out of the end zone this yeah, week. It's not that hard. W- well, let's. Well, he can't shank on one and get it to Cordero Patterson that we know True. is known to take it to the
2: house because he don't play. Take it to the house. Would you rather? Would you rather kick it out of bounds or kick it to? Huh.
0: Kind of angle it. Yeah.
2: I mean, you're gonna try to stuff him down in the corner. That's the hardest thing for a kick returner. Yeah. I know one. Um, Hardest thing is coming out of the corner on a kickoff return. But if if he had to mess up, would you rather him kick it inside, you know, before the goal line, right, keep it in play, or kick it out of bounds? I mean, Patterson will he will take it
1: out four yards deep. That's what, I mean, that's what I mean saying. he don't. It don't really doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. Kick that thing to the to the chili to standing up on the <laughs> well, little. If, pick if you had to pick though, if you if you didn't, if no, you I'm going to yeah. angle it. I'm going to angle it. You know, try and get an angle on him and hopefully pin him down. I mean, that's. I mean, he's a he's a dangerous guy, and yeah. you know, if you you go to sleep on one of those kickoff returns, kickoff return team, that he will take it to the house uh, on you. Any other news? Injury news? Practice news? Anything coming out from yesterday?
0: There were. Six guys who did not practice yesterday, okay. most notably Tyron Smith with the ankle. And I, I'm, I'm blanking on a oh, – Cedric Wilson with a shoulder injury did not practice. So we'll see what happens. They're going to be in pads. This is the day where you really kind of gauge where guys are at. Michael Gallup's going to be activated. I'm, I'm pretty confident of that this week. And, uh, and then you had a couple guys who were sick, non-COVID, Corey Clement. Um, I'm blanking on uh, – C.J. Goodwin. And as a precaution, it's not close contact. Otherwise, they'd be on reserve COVID. But just out of, out of precaution with Greg Zerline on reserve COVID, they held out Brian Anger and Jake McQuaid yesterday, long snapper and punter.
1: And, and, the, and what's the, the mindset on that? In holding these, if, if, if there was no close contact, why was it? Just an, a total
0: abundance of caution yeah. by the medical staff and the training staff. That's what I was told. So it's, just being, just being careful. Cause I mean, you know, when Mike McCarthy spoke to this yesterday, not that specifically, but when a guy tests positive, you you know, you just want to be cautious, test everybody. And, and you kind of, I mean, you kind of hold your breath for a couple of days, make sure, you know, nobody else lands on the list.
1: want to take out all of your specialty guys. That would be a nightmare yeah. heading into this game, but guys, let's get on, get this on the road, man. We know that Thursdays are always for offense, Cowboys offense versus the defense and Last week, our offense had a stinker of a game. And you talk about, as far as the numbers are concerned with Dak, uh, hadn't seen numbers that low since his rookie season, QBR uh, com- completions. However, he still was able to throw two touchdowns. And right now, he's still on a streak. I think it's five games so far that he has double uh, multiple touchdowns. So he's on a bit of a streak. People call that empty calories. But, P, I'll start with you. How do you get Dak back in the rhythm? Because obviously he wasn't last week. I think it starts. I think
0: it starts with him because I think he is such a motivated guy. It wouldn't shock. He got a question about it in the post game. It wouldn't shock me at all if he's heard about this blueprint stuff. And I know we're going to get into that later. I just think he's such a self motivated guy, and he didn't want to blame his performance on the calf and all that. But you can't convince me that Russ did not factor in a little bit into that that performance, along with what Denver did. Give him credit, man. They had a great game plan. <laughs> Vic Fangio told us all about it, you know, and uh, and and they executed it well. But I, I just think his own his own internal clock, like he's he's going to come out ready.
1: I, I don't think we're going to see a repeat of this. Isaiah, Monday when you came in, the one thing that, I, that was that I noted you said was Dak played hurt. And you could tell on some of his throws. Do you still, after watching the tape, do you still
2: believe that? Do you believe that it was rust, uh, like he yeah. said? <clears throat> yeah, I'm not sure if he if he played hurt. I just think that mentally, I mean, no, I meant to mechanically, he was he was not sound. Uh, I, I and I don't know if that's because of the cab. I don't know if that's because of the rust, but either whatever the result, whatever the reason was, he did not come prepared to play physically. And, you know, I think a lot of that is just him being intentional about, you know, thinking about the things that as a quarter as a veteran quarterback, you don't have to normally think about my drop. How I sit on my back leg, how I transfer my weight—all those things that just come naturally because you've had a gazillion reps at them. Now, when you have been out for a little bit, now that you actually had to, you know, care for a calf uh, that affects your throwing motion, now those things have to become prominent again in your in your thinking. All right, now you have to go back through those steps. Drop. Sit on the back leg, drop your hips, transfer the weight. All those things. Get my elbow up. All those kind of things have to come back into the fold until you get back on the bandwagon again. And I just think that he probably just thought he could just go back out there and just go back to throwing again with live bullets coming at you. And you, we saw the result of that, that. He was inaccurate. Balls were bad. Um, velocity wasn't there. It, it just it just wasn't a good showing. And, and on the same on the same thing in terms of. When receivers are trying to catch the ball, no excuse once the ball touches your hands. We know the rule. But when when that velocity is off, when that velocity is off just a little bit, when the when the ball location is not where you expect it to be because of how your relationship is that you have with your quarterback, those things affect you as well. Even though they hit your hands, even though it hit you in the chest, if the ball's coming out a little bit hotter, guess what? Your timing's off. All that stuff is, is, is proprioception, all that stuff is depth perception, all those things play a factor into the, the pass and the reception uh in of uh, of making completions. It's a great breakdown
1: from a for, former quarterback. I mean, how do you combine that uh, i mean but yeah, it's, look it's true. It, but it, absolutely and i the one thing that i want to point out was the timing you talk about the timing that's what i thought more than anything that the timing was off. It's the first time that i seen Dak hesitate on a throw. Not that he wasn't there, it just seemed like he was second-guessing himself. Did you see the same thing?
2: Yeah, I did. I did. And I, I think you saw saw the, that affect his delivery as well. Um, and again, these are all things that he can sure up. That's all stuff that he'll go back and watch the film. They can say blueprint. They can say, you know, the D coordinator <laughs> did a great job. He missed opportunities. Yeah, he did. And there was nothing that, if he would have hit on those opportunities, you know, that defensive coordinator wouldn't be sitting up here talking how, about how great of a job he did. The reality it is we threw the ball bad we dropped a lot of balls and we missed touchdown throws that's the facts
0: and, and and you do have to give a little bit of credit to denver maybe more than a little bit just because of the way they play i mean got there were there were opportunities like isaiah said but th- for a lot of that game mm-hmm. that was some tight man coverage that they ran and and guys weren't running as free as we've seen in other games where it's that whole pick your poison thing and maybe yeah. you know Teams playing more zone and trying not to give up the big play, and, and Dalton Schultz is killing you underneath. There wasn't any of that in this game.
1: Yeah. So talking about pick your poison, and we get a little bit of our poison back this week. Talk about a guy that's been dealing with a calf inj- injury, Michael Gallup. Mm. Michael Gallup is back on the field, and I, I always, you know, I hesitate to because Cedric Wilson plays so well in his absence. You know, what do you think the effect of having Michael Gallup back in this offense is going to be for the Cowboys this week? Jerry said it on
0: Tuesday: deep threat. Mm -hmm. he's he's probably their best deep threat on the team and i'm kind of reminded of one of his other good skills in this last game where there was a lot of contested balls he's a great guy just to go up and get it i mean he's a great contested ball catcher so i think those two things stand out and you know Ceedee lamb talked about yesterday he's like if if y'all don't know how good he is you're about to see and i I think fans know but it's been it's been a while since he's been out there so
2: he is a difference maker on this offense and i have been we, I know I've been missing him, and I know the Dallas Cowboys have been missing him as well. He's a he takes a lot of pressure off of Coop. Coop's really good. He's really good. We know that he's one of the best in the league, and he's a dog. He plays through injury. He plays through all that stuff. He has the heart of a lion. Um, but he needs it. He needs his comrade. He needs his buddy. He needs his, he needs his 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 partner. His right hip, um, and that's what Gallup is, as well as Wilson's been playing, as well as Noah Brown's been playing. These guys have done their job in terms of fulfilling their roles by stepping up, the next man up. They've done a great job with that, and that's why they're on this roster. However, they're not Gallup, and Gallup provides you not only your deep threat, okay, but he takes. Well, guess what happens when he's running down the field? That safety can't sit sit there and key on Coop now. That safety can't sit up there and be have his eyes back there on Schultz in terms of what he's doing. I got to get out of there, right? I got to get gone because I have to respect this dude. Not only can he run, he can catch. His one thing just to have a fast guy on your team. There's plenty of specialists that can run fast, right? This dude can run, he can catch, he can catch the short route, he can create separation. He's shifty. He's a he's a heck of a number two. And anyway, we talked about it coming into the season. Is he a one B, right? He's not mm. cool, right? But we talked about his yeah. abilities. And hey, do we are we going to be able to retain him going into next year? All those conversations were taking place, and then ah. He got injured. What have you seen from the wide receiver group in his absence that you can
1: continue to build on? I mean, obviously, with a guy going out, and you talk about his ability to take the top off of a defense, but also you saw Coop running those deep routes. You also Mm -hmm. saw CD running those deep routes. Are those things that you want to continue to keep in your offense? Because, obviously, you saw a guy step up. In his absence.
2: I think more than anything, you show and you know there. Was, I don't think there's anything that was proven to our coaching staff that these players show them. These guys know what these guys are all capable of, all the way from Noah Brown all the way up to Coop, right? You know what these dudes are capable of. The only person we don't know is still a semi. right? And he's still around. Um but in terms of, of, of Gallup, you know, um he what he what he's gonna be able to bring is the ability to do everything and take all those things off those guys' plate. When those guys step on the field, now the opposing teams, the defensive coordinators know exactly that. Everybody out there is a threat. When before, you should just look at it and say, hey, I know Coop's a threat. I know Gallup's a threat. And Cedric, we know he'll come in and do this. Oh, when Noah Brand's in the game, he's blocking. Not the case anymore. Now, when those guys step on the field, the defense coordinator has to say, we got to respect all these guys because they've shown it. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see because, you know, with Vic Fangio last week
1: kind of pounding his chest about, you know, being able to stay in man, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder, will Atlanta take the same approach coming into this game knowing uh, that we we got a few of our weapons uh, back this weekend. Look, there are going to be some mismatches on that front line, and we're going to talk about it coming back after the break. But, guys, we got a lot to talk about because we have, may have some mismatches in this game. Coming up next, back here on Talking Cowboys. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great play, replay. You've heard Jason Witness join the Caliber Collision team. If you want to join him to do great work with great people for great pay, apply now at jobs at calibercollision.com. And that's jobs at caliber.com. I
2: like it. You like that? I I, I
1: hope people are taking advantage of that. I was expecting the...
2: I mean, I might have something for you tomorrow.
1: You got something for me? Come on, man. Back on Talking Cowboys, and we're breaking down the Dallas offense versus the Atlanta Hawks defense. Hawks. Did I say Hawks? Hawks. I said Hawks with my yeah. whole chest. Yeah. I meant you Falcons. It's okay. It's a bird. It's a bird, too. Hawks, Falcons, Pigeons. Yeah. <coughs> Atlanta Falcons defense you know I wasn't gonna get out of this era free but when you I'm sure you've already uh had an opportunity to dissect the tape Uh uh on on the game that previously and just some of the mismatches coming up versus our offense what did you see that Atlanta
2: has or what threat do they pose uh to our offense be honest with you, I, I feel better. I mean, that's a bad comparison, Jesus. Uh, I feel better about this defense than I did about Denver's defense, uh, personnel wise. I know, that's, that's a bad comparison. Really? I know, CB. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not, these guys don't present a problem personnel wise. Now, what they do as a scheme against us, we don't know. Um, personnel wise, we should handle these guys. Um, relatively well i'll say that they do have they still have jared on you know on 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 the d-line um he's he's a guy that you definitely have to respect Deion jones somebody that you have to respect um aj terrell he's he's been actually pretty doggone good in terms of defending um and not allowing guys to really get completions against him but we we got our we have our freaking guys back on the outside i mean we everybody's back except for Tyron, right Mm -hmm. our whole our our, our whole our whole offense is there so see
0: about Tyron this week didn't practice yesterday I, you know, I think they're preparing to be without him. Maybe he can get back in in the next week or two, if not, you know, if not this week. Yeah.
1: You you were not here when I said versus the Atlanta Hawks mm. defense. I didn't say Falcons. Wow. <laughs> live, wow. Well, Trey Young playing. Trey Young. <laughs> 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 but just talking about the, the maybe the, the mismatches, and one of the ones that I see, Grady Jarrett is six foot, three hundred and fifteen pounds, and as Kyle always says, the, the trash can full of dirt. Uh, he's a guy that you probably going to see in the middle of your of your off, of your, your the defense there in the A gap. What threat do you think he's going to pose against Connor Williams and obviously Tyler Biadasch? He's a problem.
0: He's a problem. I mean, Isaiah mentioned Jarrett and Deion Jones is a good linebacker. And AJ Terrell is is he's done a great job in coverage, mm-hmm. and so I think those three guys you have to key on. And, and like you said, I mean they've they've run into some guys in the interior this season that have been a problem for their their young guys in the middle on the offensive line. So I think that's something to watch. But they've had problems stopping the run, and they've had problems gener- generating pressure this season. So I, I'm I'm with Isaiah. I don't think personnel wise this is. On paper, as tough of a matchup as Denver was, and I don't, you know, maybe we didn't give Denver enough credit for what they can do, even schematically, even without Von Miller last week. They're they're a good defense, and the Falcons have had a little bit of problems there. And I think on the flip side too, if the Cowboys' defense can stop the run better than they did last week, that will help too. You know, Atlanta's not a team that runs it a lot. They don't run it with a lot of success and that was a big problem for the cowboys offense because they didn't get on the field that much on top of the fact that they weren't able to sustain their own drives so i think it kind of all this team is very complimentary they need all two three phases to work to be successful and they didn't get that complimentary game last Sunday.
1: Now, Deion Jones, the linebacker, Deion Jones from LSU, I think is a fifth-year veteran, is someone that I all went just keen watching his game. I think his matchup with Ezekiel Elliott is going to be key. You talk about where they are as far as their run defense. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be keying on him specifically. Just talk about him at the linebacker, their linebacker play versus our running
2: game. Yeah, I mean, hopefully our offensive line works up to the second level and we don't have to worry about these guys running free. That's the thing about linebackers. If you, if their defensive line is playing really well, then, then linebackers are usually going to have a relatively good game against us. So I don't – even though he's a really good player, I – I foresee Kellen Moore having a game plan that allows for us to get our running game going so that we can take that pressure off of Dak so he doesn't feel like he has to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. And uh, and I think our offensive line will do a great job of working up to Deion Jordan, really eliminating him out the game. Now. It's interesting that you bring that up as Kellen Moore in the game
1: plan because going into this game or even last week, you saw how they were crowding the line of scrimmage. And I think that's so disrespectful for a NFL quarterback on Dak's level right now to see those eight, nine man boxes. But we saw it. I and thought so the Cowboys were
0: the ones being disrespectful in this game. You know, it's just the Cowboys. I'm, I'm with you, though. I, th- I, think it's, I think it goes both ways.
1: But, but it does. Yeah. And, and so, you know, if, if again, if they, uh, P, Dan Pease, I believe, is the defensive coordinator yeah. for uh, the Falcons, obviously a guy that's been in the league and called multiple uh, looks, um, would, would you anticipate he has the same look uh, versus the Cowboys this week and dare Dak to beat him with his arm?
2: I think so. I think so. And the reason why is because of A.J. Terrell. And I think the fact that he's playing so well for them. Enables them to have maybe even a false sense of confidence, Mm. Uh, but I think that they'll probably try. You know, I think this be the game where say, "Okay, Terrell, you're balling out. Show us that you can be a number one. You know, cornerback and take out Coop. Uh, I mean, you look at his stats." passes against him for his first game three receptions 30 yards against him second second game zero receptions against him fourth game you know third game one reception for 2 yards next game two receptions 10 yards next game three receptions 14 yards and it, and it just continues to get better hey, so he's he's balling out this year um at that position and I think that he might give their D coordinator a false sense of hope mm. false sense of hope is going to be
1: if they come in with that false sense of hope yeah, <laughs> I mean, do you guys, do you guys
0: buy into the copycat league thing?
2: I mean, do you oh, think yeah.
0: uh, they'll try it? Tr- try it, try it in certain spots. Yes. I mean, not
2: completely change. They're their not going to go but. all out on it, but they'll definitely sprinkle it in there to see it, what we, is what we saw on film real. Yeah, uh, let, let's 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 see. Oh, okay, you're not a, they fixed that. Okay, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Or oh oh, this is something. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, hey. Co- Everybody over here, you yeah. know, what I'm saying calling the boys. So I mean, they will. Every team is going to try. If you show a weakness, I mean, it's no different in boxing, right? You know, in, in boxing, you throw so you, you see somebody's weak, they, they can't defend the jab. What are you going to do? Jab them. I'm a jab them. Oh, okay, yeah, his defense is whack. Yeah, right. And so it's the same thing. You finally you find a gap or you know, a little hole in their in their defense or offense, then you're going to come after them.
0: That's where I think the the pass protection has to get better i Mm -hmm. mean whether if it's terrence Steele at left tackle again which if it's no tyron smith i'd be kind of surprised if they went away from that just because mike mccarthy even if it's short-term continuity he likes having continuity on the offensive line so we'll see what they do there but that was the that was the x factor in Vic Fangio being able to do what he wanted to do. They got pressure with four guys. They didn't have to blitz and Bucky Brooks explained it well on on DallasCowboys.com in his column that, you know, it also lets you have an extra guy in the box against the run. But that was that was the key to them being able to do that clog and cover stuff is because they didn't have to didn't have to blitz. And so can, does the Falcons, personnel-wise, are they able to do that the way Denver could do that to play that type of defense? That's the question, and I think the Cowboys would probably be better prepared uh, in terms of doing what they have to do to protect Dak in this
1: game. That was a big problem on Sunday. Now, how important is it for our offense to come out clicking on all cylinders? Because over the last couple of weeks, uh, obviously last week, the offense has kind of sputtered. I mean, we hadn't had, I think, from... The first of the initial drive scores. It's been a couple of games since we've been able to do that. And you've just seen us struggle, uh, obviously, against the Vikings uh, with Cooper Rush uh, last week. How important is it for this offense to come out you know, firing?
0: Big time. I think they got to get the run game going more than they did. They only had 14 carries between Zeke and Pollard in the entire game, and they got 62 yards. They ran it okay. Um, and Zeke was banged up in that game. He says he feels better this week. I think they got to get that balance back. That's a big part of it. Um, But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's very important, and I think they will. I think they will. Again, uh, last last week was a mental letdown, which led to a physical meltdown. And I think that they won't allow that this week. I'm sure they're having more walkthroughs in Jason Garrett's season right now. Trying, <laughs> that's trying, a lot. That's a lot. Uh, trying to make sure you would know. That, yeah, I would know. <laughs> trying to make sure that they're dialed in, and I think they'll be more amped for this game than maybe even they were for the Buccaneers game just because they have so much to try to disprove.
0: You guys think they're going to lose their aggressiveness on fourth down? You think that change the mentality changes for Mike and Kellen? Now? No,
1: no, no. And you know, I think hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, you can go back to you know not being able to convert on fourth downs and, and criticize Coach Mike McCarthy, but obviously, if he's fifty percent there, I think you're pleased because he's continuing drives and maybe we get points out of him. That makes the difference in the momentum uh, of the game. So, yeah, and. I just don't think he'll – even in spite of all of the naysayers that say do not do that again or put points on the board or play in old-school conventional style, that's just not what Mike is willing to do. And I think his risk-taking may be – you know, what leads him to a Super Bowl. I mean, that's just, that's just my thinking. But as far as the matchups are concerned, and looking at this in A.J. Terrell, and you talk about where they may have a false sense uh, with him, I think on the other side with Fab- Fabian Moreau, that's where you may have a lot more opportunities. Not that I don't think A.J. Terrell is that shut down uh, Revis Island kind of cornerback, uh, but I think on the other side, that's where you're more favorable. favorable. Do you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he's the lesser of the two. Um, you know, obviously AJ Terrell with the PFF. I don't look at them too often, but he has a 815 percent grade. That's good. Uh, that is uh, good. That's good. So they're talking uh, talking a lot about how he's not being targeted. But you know, if I'm killing Moore, I'm going at everybody, and I think my personnel. I think I think if, if I'm walking into this game, my personnel is better than yours, and I'm going to show you why, um, especially when you have Gallup back. So I mean, yeah, that guy's better. Yeah, he's he's AJ Terrell's better than than uh, Fabian, but. In this game, I'm coming at you, I'm coming at you, and I'm, I'm hitting you in your mouth, and I'm hitting. And I'm going to continue to hit you in your mouth, and I'm taking a Bill Belichick approach. If you don't want me to score, stop me.
0: Yeah, if they're going to borrow from the Broncos' game plan and play that match man stuff, you got to be able to cover all over the field. You can't just have one corner who's shutting things down yep. on one side. The Cowboys still have too many weapons. Even if Cedric Wilson doesn't play in this game, like we said, Michael Gallup's going to be back. So. Uh, you know that that game plan only works if you're able to cover the entire field the way they need to.
1: And, and how much of that? Uh, and just going back to Vic Fangio's uh, scheme versus the receivers, and reading Bucky's article about how they didn't allow those pick plays to happen in the open field, and guys were just passing off uh, the the receivers. Do you believe that they have they can use
2: that game plan effectively uh, versus the Cowboys? No, because I mean the same way that. That we're all sitting here talking about how Denver – I mean, not Denver, but uh, Atlanta is going to try to copy what Denver did. What do you think Kellen Moore's doing? Right. So, I mean – Switching it up. Yeah, switching it up. I mean, you're, you're still going to sprinkle those things in there. But every play every, – I won't say every pass play. majority of the pass plays that are called in this league have multiple coverage beaters. Multiple coverage beaters. You're not just calling it simply because you're expecting cover, you cover one. Yeah, the majority of the routes might be schemed towards cover one, but there's still going to be something else out there just in case we face cover four or mm. cover two, right? So understand that even though those guys might have those things dialed up in terms of passing off coverages, guess what? Instead of running my guys all the way across the formation, now I'm just going to sit it down in the hole. Right, so I might not get the play out the backside, but guess what? You know, out the back shoot. But now my guys are gonna sit down in those gaps. If you're passing things off, then there's gaps in there in your defense. And instead of those guys continuing to run the routes across the formation, I'm gonna tell those guys as soon as you find that zone, sit down, boom, get the ball on your shoulder. And again, the ball location is everything. If I put it on your left shoulder, that means turn left. If I put it in the middle, that means you got guys on both sides of you. There's a lot of those nonverbal communication things that go on, and you're allowed to still go out there and get these yak yards and get those guys out of those zone coverages, which which then puts and back and what man and man, man. Mm.
1: yeah so you know what the, the, the thing about last week's game was Dak couldn't find those holes in coverage because he had guys on his back like a backpack so how do the, do, the, do the how do the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> correct correct it on offensive line coach Philbin coach Keller Moore they got a lot to work on this week we'll be right back here on Talking Cowboys
2: It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone
1: deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands, with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor expert and find the perfect Essilor lens for you. See more, do more. Hessalore. Back here on Talking Cowboys, my man. Did that read yes. too? No, no. What do you mean? See more, do more, I feel look. like the
2: line, the last line was different.
1: No. I don't think it was the same. Was it? Yeah. It's the same. It's just me reading
0: it. Okay. It's a little bit different. Did, did you like the flick? The, I like well the mic bump was textbook right
2: there. Freaking aim. Yeah. I mean the versatility that
1: I I'm didn't spreading. see it. I'll go back. You know I'm watching this. I'm I'm having to I was explained yesterday to me that I, I need to uh put a little bit more oomph into
2: Restricted with this wire here, it messed up my. Phone. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, like it's, like it prince, it's like a Prince mic, you know. Like you know, you have, ah, you know it, came it came back right quick. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't
1: ready for the boomerang. You weren't ready. He was not ready. So, guys, I want to talk about Terrence Steele. All right, turns. I want to talk Uh-oh. about Uh-oh. turns. All right, Terrence Steele. Uh, last week showed that, uh, or he said basically that it was a little bit harder than he anticipated moving out from right side to left side. Yeah, no duh. And so how do, you, how do you think that this week, as far as the approach from Coach Philbin and Kellen Moore, as far as you know, helping him on that side and, and by doing that, will they comp, uh, compromise uh, their play calling?
0: It's a great question. I was looking up the, the snaps from the Broncos game and the backup tight ends, Sean McCune in his season debut and Jer- Jeremy Sprinkle combined for like 15 snaps. So they didn't do a lot of 12 personnel in that game maybe they do more you know they were doing more while Gallup was out and while Blake Jarwin was healthy maybe an extra tight in there maybe it's more of a Zeke role where he's got to help in pass protection and chip but maybe they got to help him a little bit more in this game assuming he's, he's starting at one tackle side against the team they're playing the Falcons now you were right. about to say Hawks too now, <laughs> it's,
1: it's. What, what say you Isaiah
2: I give him an opportunity to prove me wrong I'll give him an opportunity to prove me wrong. Just put him on an island. Put him on an island. P. Island? Put him on an island. Yeah, So yeah, P. (laughs) P Island. Put him out there. I mean, it was technique, right? It was technique. And, yeah, it was harder than you expected it to be. And, yes, the technique is different. Nate Newton has has talked about this extensively. You could see him wanting to shoot his right hand but having to shoot his left hand, and it just not working for him. I mean, it takes one swipe. Imagine you, you're you setting to your left side. You're kicking off your right leg, setting on your left leg, and you want to strike with your right. Right, yeah. Right? You want to strike with your right because then you can force him out and you can replace with your left. But he was shooting with his left, which is naturally your first hand on the other side, and all it takes is one guy to do what? Hit that wrist. He hits that left wrist, and all of a sudden your shoulder turns, and now they have the edge. So just mechanically, he was off because it was natural it had became natural for him on that side. So now I can, I almost guarantee you Coach Fieldman is wearing his butt out this week, including today with all pass, and he's going to just drill the crap out of that and just reinstill in him, hey, shoot this hand, shoot this hand, and just, again, go back to the foundation on the mechanics and make sure that he's doing things the right way. I don't think that his feet were in a bad place. I think his hands were in a bad place in his most recent game. Well, that's a problem on the left side. Absolutely it and, is. And were you? Somebody told me it's like
0: it's like driving in Europe or something, where you drive yeah, all of a sudden you're yeah, on the left-hand side yeah. of the road, and it's just – I mean, it's just – it's muscle memory yep. that that's with your feet and your hands.
1: Yeah, but for him, uh, and you go through the roster uh, for the Falcons, and Dante Fowler Jr. is on injured reserve. And so when you look at their other guys, and Ogun Deji, uh, is probably, I would say, their best pass rusher if they, if they have one. Do you worry? I mean, I, last week we weren't worried about their pass rushers, but hey, they came in, they got a couple sacks. Is there anything that you saw on
2: film that says, hey, this is something that we need to get Terrence Steele some help on? No. No, there's nothing that I saw on film. I mean, these guys do get pressure. They do get pressure. Yeah, early. they do. Yeah, they do yeah. a good job with that. But again, I, I'm, I'm gonna trust them. And I'm gonna trust our coaching staff. Coach Philman is one of the league's best. We've seen that all through last year. Um, and that, that he does a great job of getting guys prepared. And I, and I, I don't see this being any different. I have full confidence that Steele's gonna do a good job. Now, if they start light, you know, obviously scheming that side in terms of blitz, okay. Then now you would support him just like you would support anybody else on that side. But in terms of hey, do you hey, do you need help? over there handling that one guy you are you okay no take care of your business
0: yeah and I think people want to harken back to 2018 in Atlanta with yeah. Chaz Green that was horrible well they didn't the Cowboys did not adjust in that game they did not say hey look we got to give Chaz some help and I think the Cowboys will adjust if they have to in this game but I go back to the run game you know 16 carries that's not enough balance to help out your tackles. I mean, he was he was in pass pro a lot, and Denver knew it was coming. And I think that's if you can catch them off balance a little bit more, and and they have not been great against the run in this game. I think it's a better matchup for the Cowboys than it was last Sunday.
1: Now we hadn't talked about uh, Tyron Smith and where he is. I know he hadn't. He's been out there working uh, just a little bit with with uh, Brett Brown. Where is he? Do we have a status update on on, on Smith?
0: Just that uh, he was in the rehab group on Wednesday. It was a non-padded practice. This is typically the padded day, and this is this is a good indicator on where he is. I think. Um, I, again, I, I'm not sure exactly. I, you know, Jerry Jones provided some insight on Tuesday that a lot of this is pain tolerance. How how much pain can he handle? Tyron Smith is as tough a dude as you'll ever meet in your entire life. So we'll see. Um, he's got to have the mobility too. He's got to be able to laterally move his feet and do all those things we just talked about with Terrence Steele. So I don't know. I, I, again, I, I go back to the fact that they got to play four games in 18 days. So that's a lot of football coming up. They don't. I, I don't think they want to put him out there if he's not ready to uh, plant and do all those
1: things he needs to do on his foot. Now, you being a former NFL player, if his pain tolerance is is where it is, where he can't play, where is that on a scale of one to ten? You know, if it's it's not just, you know, the the injury itself, it's dealing with the the pain of it.
2: Uh, you play through a lot of pain in the yeah. NFL. Guys are playing through pain. Even though as fans, fans are sitting back watching the game, guys are going out there, they're playing hard, and they're running around, and they're hitting people, and they're celebrating. Understand, guys are hurting. Every play, guys are out there hurting. You just would never know. Um, and, I, I mean, I played shoot, two straight years with my shoulder popping in and out here when I was here in Dallas. I was never 100%. And it sucked, you know, and obviously it got me up out of here too. But, you know, you play, you play, you play with things. And, and, you, and you have to find ways. And there's always going to be an opportunity to say, no, I'm not playing this game. I, there's been very few guys that I've seen take themselves out of games take themselves out of opportunities to play games. It's usually the the trainers that say, hey, our trainers and doctors say, You no, we go gotta out. hold you out. So I think that's gonna be more so the decision going forward with Tyron. Not I don't question his toughness.
0: No, absolutely not. That's why I think it's more than just the pain tolerance. It's also functionality. You know, Can he do what he needs to do out yep. there to to protect Dak Prescott's blind side? You know, if he can't do it the way he needs to do it, then then they'll go another direction.
2: And I give you an example. When I when I was here playing, I, I subluxed my shoulder, which means my shoulder popped out of socket and it popped back in on its own, right? Dislocated means it needs assistance. And that's painful. Very painful. And I had to go back to work. Right, I had to go back to work I couldn't lift my hands over my head like I mean it, it, I couldn't even I literally couldn't lift my hands over my head so what they did they they found pretty much a straitjacket, jacket and Britt Brown and Jim and those guys did a great job of searching the internet and and, and reaching out to different companies to get get these all these different sleeves and things like that are' supposed to help me and some of them worked some of them didn't most of them didn't but they ended up going back to the old school like the old closet Oof. and and grabbing the old straitjacket jacket and literally tying my shoulder down Damn. and it was like okay because if it gets beyond this it's going to pop out. And if it pops out again, I pretty much am no good the rest of that game. But what percentage was my shoulder? 30%. You know what I mean? But guess what? There's still things that I could do that could help the team. So I'm out there and I'm playing with it, and it's painful. And no, I'm not n- anywhere near 100%, but guess what? There's still things I can do, even in this state, that can contribute to the team's victory. So that's what I was able to, to go out there and do. And it's no different with any other guy that steps on that field. There's a lot of guys out there that are nowhere near 100% that you would never know about, but they're just playing with the pain because that's what you do as a professional athlete. Big difference between injured and hurt, and
1: everybody right now is hurt. I got to ask you, man, talk about pain tolerance. Ezekiel Elliott, this is a game that we need Zeke to be Zeke uh, again I mean not only you talk about the pressure that Atlanta will get on your quarterback and we've seen Zeke in a lot of these situations be the filler uh, for the offensive line and picking up those rushes but also we're going to need him big time rushing and as a receiver out of the backfield how big is his role once you dissected the tape how big is his role gonna have to be in this game?
2: I mean, Zeke, whether it's Zeke, whether it's Pollard, uh, I don't know who else we can really throw out there, but we need our rushing game, regardless of who it is. We need our rushing game to be successful. Simply because of the fact we can't put Dak in a position of throwing 50 times a game. You know, and I and obviously I hope that Zeke's healthy enough to come in and contribute in that re, in that regard, and I think that we he needs that for his confidence as well, continuing as the season continues to go on, as the weather continues to get colder, as we start facing more and more cold games leading to the playoffs hopefully. Um, you know, those We need him. We need him, and we need his confidence level up here. We don't need him thinking about... All the what-ifs, and uh, this is bugging me. So hopefully he can play, and hopefully we can get him rolling and be able to handle whatever we need to do on that side of, on on the ground game. Because the last two games, we've had 70, 78 yards rushing the last two games. Prior, prior to that, we were running all over the place. That's
0: pretty. Yeah, it's not what they're normally used to. He said yesterday he feels a lot better. He was limited on purpose. They kind of scaled back mm-hmm. his reps on purpose, just kind of gearing him up for Sunday. He'll be good to go. He said he feels better. Um, he actually kind of laughed at us that this 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 knee contusion has been something. He's not laughed, but this he's been dealing with this for a while, and we didn't really know about it uh, that much. Um, but somebody fell on it in the game and, and just kind of made it worse. But he's been playing through it. He'll be fine.
1: Well, you know what, guys? That has been a great show. Tomorrow, I'm going to need both of y'all. Both? Both. FF Both of y'all. To say it with your chest tomorrow. Mm. You know what tomorrow is. I do. And, and. Frat Boy Friday. Fat, frat boy. I thought you said Fat Boy Friday. I'm like, hold on, dog. (laughs) 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 I'll be up in here. (laughs) Well, Friday, but we're gonna say it with our chest. And hey, we're gonna have to have a fan pick them. So, B from Ohio, do not call Mm -mm. uh, tomorrow, because you're messing it all up for the fans and their record. I think, I think, did you gain some ground on Kyle? Last week? I I have no idea. You have no idea. I I think I did. And yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we'll come back. But hey, we'll be back here tomorrow. Set your clock by it. We'll be back at 9 o'clock on Talking Cowboys. Let's go. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
2: about this, Cowboys?